Good morning. It is so good to see you today. And uh, do keep your Bibles open there at Matthew chapter 28. It's a familiar passage to us. We've had spoken from here before. But today is um, kind of finishing a series we've had on our church values. We looked at the beginning of the, uh, August about encountering God and about the, you know, how we need God's presence, the manifest presence of God. And it's wonderful. I, I really sense the Spirit of God with us this morning, uh, beautifully, powerfully, and we want to encounter Him. We spoke as well about our value of loving deeply, about having a desire for deep fellowship and real connection and love, as Caroline spoke of earlier, you know, love one another. And that's so, so important. And we spoke last week, Steve shared last week about living for the kingdom. And for me, that's about discipleship and what it means for us to really be disciples, followers, learners, apprentices of Jesus, Uh, to put God first in the daily, the ordinary things of life. That's what discipleship is, to have God at the center. And then today we're looking at this thing about sharing Jesus. Sharing Jesus, having a passion to lead others to him, not just happy that we know him, uh, but actually wanting others. to. So we would share in word and in deed, through love, through words, through actions, in every way to let others know that there is a God in heaven who loves them, who died, that Jesus died for them. As, as Paul says to Timothy, you know, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. That's the message. And so that's what we're going to look at today um, about sharing Jesus. And as I've thought about this, um, I've, I felt really stirred up about this this week because I have that deep longing in my heart uh, to lead others to Jesus lead others to Jesus, but I also know that um, for various reasons, I feel like it's been too long since I've led someone to Jesus. I don't know about you, where you're at, how, you know, if you share with me that sense of holy discontent in my heart, and I was thinking about it a bit wider, and I was thinking, you know, I've been, I remember coming to St. Mary's right at the beginning of our time here, 12 years ago, and having a real heart vision, if you like, kind of, and you know how you sometimes see things with the eyes of your heart, and I, I could see this church just bursting at the seams with people who are new disciples of Jesus, with people from the community flowing in and also flowing out, and this place full of people who are full of God, and my heart aches for that kind of thing. And as I reflected on that, I felt really challenged because I thought to myself, you know, I, I haven't seen yet what I came here to see. <laughs> I haven't seen yet, and I say yet because I still have that in my heart. I still have that vision. I think if I'm honest, sometimes it wanes and sometimes, you know, even with the all we've been through this year, which has kind of battered emotionally, we've been battered uh, spiritually, emotionally, in different ways through all we've been through together. And sometimes that can make us withdraw or it can make us just hold back or it can make us um, stand, stand back. It's such an emotional roller coaster that we've all been through. Very, very hard. Um, and we can be done in our vision and in our values and in our heart and in our dream, which is to see this community changed 
by the gospel and by the Lord Jesus Christ. So I come today with, with a real um, that discontent in my spirit. Uh, not, with, not with us, but just with, more with myself. I sort of think, oh, you know, I need to get re-sparked, if you like, to get re-envisioned, to get renewed in that desire to see people, more and more and more people. Um, there are 130,000 souls in Epping Forest. And all of them are priceless to God. All of them are deeply loved. Every one of them is significant. God hasn't forgotten any of them. Many of them don't know that Jesus is real. Many of them don't know the love of God. Some of them are in poverty and some of them are isolated or lonely. Some of them are incredibly wealthy. Uh, it almost doesn't matter their circumstances. What matters is, have they responded to Jesus or not? Because Jesus has given the open invitation, whosoever will, let them come. Those who seek me will find me when they seek me with all their heart. And, I, and it causes me, I suppose I have a real sense of sadness at the heart of God, just kind of wanting to share. You know, we sang the song this morning, and I'm like, break my heart for what breaks yours. Jesus looked over Jerusalem that day, and he said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you know, you who stoned the prophets and, and killed those God has sent to you, how often I would long to have gathered you uh, under my wing, um, but you would not. And I think the same heart of God is longing to gather. The heart of God, the, the, the burning heart of love of God, that heart that sent Jesus from heaven to earth, that heart that, that became poor so that we might, through his poverty, become rich, that heart of God, uh, of love, the, the abounding, indescribable depth of love in the heart of God, that heart breaks for those 130,000 people living close to us who still don't know Jesus. And, and, and if we can get our heart around that, never mind the this, this sort of seven billion of the rest, <laughs> you know, there's people. And I think we've been touched, haven't we, through Afghanistan and through Mali uh, through, sorry, Haiti, sorry, and through other situations where, you know, there's a compassion that rises up in us. And that is, that's because we're made in the image of God. We have that compassion because we, we feel compassion because our God is compassionate and kind and slow to anger and rich in love. That's who he is and we're his image, we're image bearers of God. And so all the more should our compassion be awakened for a lost, broken world that don't know Jesus. The Bible describes people as lost without God, without hope in the world. And they're out there. You know, they're not far from us. You know, they're, they're living in our neighborhoods. They're, they're our colleagues at work. These are people who perhaps have looked at Christianity or looked at Jesus and thought that's for religious people they look at a church like ours and perhaps think oh that's some sort of club for religious people I'm not in that club they pass by and think oh you know who knows you know there's all sorts of different Gnostics to 
And, and so many people have also seen uh, examples of the church not representing God very well and think, I don't want anything to do with that. You know, it's easy to put the charge of hypocrisy against the people of God. Um, so for so many reasons, for so many reasons, many people have written off Jesus or Christianity or, the, or, or, or faith because of, you know, a hundred and different reasons. And yet, we know Jesus is real. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the resurrection and the life. He is the bread that came down from heaven. He's the door by which if we enter him into, through him, we may be saved. He is the bridge that leads us to know Father God. Uh, Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the hope of the world. It's through his death on the cross. And I loved our worship this morning that just reminded us and centered us on the blood of Jesus because it's through his blood shed on the cross that we can know God. Uh, And the question I suppose I've got in my mind is, you know, why are we so good at keeping this secret to ourselves? This, we know God Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth. So I ask myself the question, so why am I satisfied to live at such a lukewarm level? Knowing that God is who he is, we've received this message. And it's not just like information, it's transformation that God gives to us. And yet somehow we're content. That's why I kind of sense this fresh sense of holy discontent. Uh, I want to be part of a church where everyone is sharing Jesus. Where everyone, not only sharing Jesus, but we're all encountering God where we are loving one another, where we are disciples living for the kingdom, putting first his kingdom, and where we are sharing Jesus. This, it's not, sometimes I think the, the devil wants us to see this almost like it's a negative thing to have to share Jesus. It's, it's, it's a bad thing. You know, often we, we res- I, I get it because I feel the same. We often feel so fearful, we feel so inadequate, we feel so stuck when it comes to sharing Jesus. And yet, if we could see it more clearly with our heart's eyes, we would see that actually sharing Jesus is the best way to love people. (laughs) It is the best way we can show. If a house, if we we heard engine, fire engine noises outside today, and opposite us on the high road, there there was flames coming out of a window. The most loving thing to do in that circumstance is to, and probably, I mean, obviously, you know, with health and safety now, it's probably to stand back and let the fire brigade do it. But let's, be, let's just be, be human for a moment and say the most loving thing to do would be to run into that house and rescue the people in that house who are perishing. That's the loving thing to do. And that's what this is about. Jesus has sent us on a rescue mission to rescue the perishing, to care for the dying, and will we do it? And uh, God is calling us. I still have that vision in my heart that God wants this church to be a disciple-making church. To be a church bursting at the seams with people coming to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Because of all these, just think for a moment. I, you know, just stop for a moment 
and not look at ourselves, but look outward and think, Lord, what's going to happen to all these hundreds of thousands in my life? No one comes to the Father except through me. And we also believe that, you know, we believe as Christians in what the Bible teaches us. And it's so important for us to share. I'm going to go on to share it just in a moment. But I, I remember, you know, the first time I led someone to faith was when I was 16 years old at a youth camp. Uh, and I was, I was there as a youth leader, young leader. And I got the opportunity to pray with another younger person and lead them to Christ. Pray with them that they would make Jesus their Lord and Savior and receive Christ into their life to forgive them of their sin and to come into a new walk, a walk with him. And from that moment, I remember for me, something clicked. And I thought, this is what I want to do. I want to be someone who leads others to Jesus. Uh, and we haven't, seen it, we haven't seen as much as I believe we want here. Amen? Do we want to see more people coming to Christ? Do we want to see this church full of new disciples of Jesus? Some of us have been walking with the Lord a long time. And we need to start reproducing. (laughs) We need to start multiplying. We need to start disciple making. With love and with compassion. And with faith. And I think this is God's heart for us. To see souls saved, healed free, delivered, to see lives transformed, to see not only, you know, to see God minister to people body, soul, and spirit. The, 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 old, the old style Salvation Army, I, I love reading the book, The General Next to God, reading about people like William Booth, who did tremendous social action and, you know, powerful evangelism together. You know, we want to care for the hungry the lost, the lonely. This is why we want to we, we minister to refugees. And when we see this, we have this heart's desire for the people of Afghanistan. Well, then we need to be willing to, to love those people in our community when they come. And, and to never, ever turn our back on the widow or the orphan or the stranger. But to love people practically, but also to love them with the love of Jesus and share the gospel with them. Uh, I don't know, you know, perhaps this deep challenge, it's because we've been, we, we, we've got knocked perhaps off center, you know, through, through the pandemic or diverted or perhaps we've just been too selfish, too busy or, or, or any number of things that have diverted us away from this great commission. But Jesus says to us, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. And this is our number one business. This is what we're here for. This is why we're still on earth. Why hasn't God just taken us straight to heaven after we you know, become a Christian? Because we will be forever with the Lord. But the reason is so that we can be his hands and feet and mouth and, and so that we can go uh, and share the gospel with others. We need that fresh spark. I need that fresh spark. I don't know about you. Do you need a fresh spark? Do you need a fresh touch? of God in your soul today that will, that will motivate, that will fill your heart with love, fill your life with prayer, fill your life with a desire for compassion. You know, Paul said, woe unto me if I preach not the gospel. He said, the love of Christ constrains me. The apostle Paul went evangelizing around the ancient Near East, not because of some mechanical obedience or dutiful concern. It was a raging love in him. It was a fire of love in his soul. 
which took him through shipwrecks, through beatings, through sufferings, through persecutions, through all sorts of things. And I just wonder, you know, for me, you know, I challenge myself, you know, perhaps I've just become too selfish, too busy, too something else. And I, we need to get back. We need to get back on track as God's people and say, God, give us a love for others. Um, break my heart for what breaks yours. Everything I am for your kingdom's cause as I walk f- uh, from here to eternity. You know, this is the call on us. And so, just briefly, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Jesus commands us to go. He commands us to go. Why? Why? Because he is a missionary God himself. The, the same love that drew up salvation's plan, uh, the same love that took Jesus from heaven to earth, uh, the incarnate God, God Almighty, from heaven to earth, that love is the same God who, God knows what it's like to go. He's already done it. He came. He made the greatest cross-cultural leap from riches to poverty, from heaven to earth for us in love. And it's only he's asking us to do something of what he knows of. He's asking us to step out and to share the gospel with the people around us and to go. We go because we have a missionary God. We go because we have a gospel of grace. Gospel of grace. Isn't the gospel amazing? Nobody can boast that they've done enough for, for, to get to heaven. How will I get to heaven? How will you get to heaven one day? It's going to be all of grace. It's going to be all because of what Jesus did for you and for me. Uh, all, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to be saying, look what I've done or what I've said or whatever. It's all going to be like, Jesus, you died for me. And I thank you that your blood makes me clean. You're, you wash me, Lord, and I am clean because of what you've done. Uh, God demonstrated his own love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's the basis. By faith through grace. Not of us, not of ourselves so that no one can boast. That's how we are right with God, through Jesus. And so we have a gospel of grace. It's the best news. And I, I think I've said it here before, but we must need, I need reminding. We all need reminding. We have got this great gospel of salvation in Christ. And we need to share it. Because people don't know it. They don't know they're loved. They don't know God loves them. They've put Jesus in, in the box of religiosity and have, don't know how much they need him. And so we need to tell them. And we need to show that that makes a difference in our lives. It's not just about telling. It's about living it. Living out a Christian life. Living out a sacrificial, others-centered, disciple-centered life that will be a provocative life. In the, in the culture that is so self-obsessed that we live in. We want to live provocatively so that other people will say, what is different about you? And then we share Jesus. Jesus is the difference. And you need to get to know him as well. Friends, we share that. And also, thirdly, we, the, the reason we share, we, we've got to go, is because of eternity. Eternity. Life is short. Death is near and eternity is long. You know, our life 
James says, is like a vapor, like that kettle steam that rises up. In the, if you take your life, the span of your life and mine, it is gone. It is so fast in time and eternity. And so we spend all our energy and efforts trying to make it just that little bit more comfortable. And actually, the, the, the key thing is not laying up treasures on earth, but in heaven. God wants us to have an eternity mindset, not a time mindset. Eternity. Do we know that all of us will stand before the judgment seat of Christ one day? The thing that matters on that day is what they've done with Jesus, what you've done with Jesus. Not weighing things in the balance, not I think I might be good enough so I'll chance it. Nothing of that. It's all about Jesus and our response to him. Do we believe and trust in him? Have we given ourselves to him? Are we, are we, have we repented and believed and turned to Christ and turned away from this world and turned to Christ? That's all that really matters. And we need to um, give our yes to God. So eternity, because the Bible teaches us and we know this is true, but we don't, we don't live like we believe it. The Bible teaches that there is a heaven to be gained. And heaven is real. And heaven is amazing. And heaven is full of God's light and love and his presence. But the Bible also teaches that there is a hell that is real. And that it's prepared for the devil and his angels. But, but those who don't know Jesus Christ, Jesus is clear, uh, will be sent there or will find themselves there under the judgment of God. It is real and eternity is real. And, you know, let's be less focused on time and more focused on eternity. Our neighbors and our friends and all, and it's uncomfortable, but this is where it's so important. There is an urgency so that we can share Jesus with people so there can be a rescue. Otherwise, if we were all just going to heaven on the basis of what we've done, what was the point of Jesus suffering and dying for us on the cross? There's no need for it. If we're all saved, there was no need for the cross. We can all live as we choose. You know, let's all pack up and, and do live life like we want. There, but there is an eternity. There is heaven and hell. And we need to be those who are reaching out with love and rescuing people through the Lord Jesus Christ. It's like, um, it's like someone used, used that illustration of a, a lighthouse. And when the light's on in the lighthouse, it warns people of the rocks and the danger. And the fishermen are glad of the, or the, the, the people in the boats are glad of lighthouses. We are lighthouses today. We not only invite people to Christ, but we also send warning. You know, prepare to meet your God. Prepare to meet God. One day you will, be, you will meet God. And are you ready to meet God. Um, it's so important. Jesus commands us also to make disciples. He says, go and make disciples. Uh, followers, not just consumers. And consume Coke. Or they consume Sky TV. Or stuff like that. It's on subscription. Christian life is not on subscription. We are not consumers. We are disciples of Jesus. And you and I are as close to God as we really want to be. And God wants us to lean in and go after him and, and be awake spiritually in this time. To be disciple makers and followers of Jesus. It says, make disciples, baptizing them 
In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's just remember what baptism is. Baptism is saying death to self and alive to God. (laughs) I'm dead to myself and I'm alive to God. That's what baptism is. To be baptized is saturated from your head to your foot. To be baptized is to be soaked in God. To be drenched in God. Baptizing them. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And teaching them. What does Jesus want us to be taught? What does he want us to know? Teaching them to obey. Obey everything I have commanded to us here this morning. From those first disciples. Teaching them to obey. And that's... So there's such a truth that obedience and blessing are linked. If you want to know the blessing of God, we want to be those who obey. The Holy Spirit is given to those who obey. In Acts 5 it tells us. So am I making disciples? Can you name any disciples that you are making? Anybody? Anyone? Uh, any, who, are you, who are you making a disciple of? A follower of Jesus. How are you helping someone else? Because it wasn't just given to you to become a pool, some sort of puddle with no entry or exit. We're meant to be rivers where the King, the Spirit of God flows in us and through us to others. Are you making a difference to someone else? Are you bringing the kingdom to someone else? Are you sharing Jesus with someone else, whoever they may be? Um, that's the key. You can only... Uh, I think that the, the, the truly blessed Christians are those who are serving, who, are, who have their lamps lit, as it were, according to the Bible, not lamps out, but lamps lit, and who are somehow letting God work through them in some way, shape, or form. And that can be lots of different ways. Uh, there's many, many, there's a thousand ways you can let God's Spirit move through you. You can pray, you can give, you can share, you can, uh, uh, you know, in, in ministries of compassion and acts of love, and you can make phone calls, you can bake cakes, you can do a hundred things, thousand things. Whatever it is that the Lord lays on your heart, do it with all your heart and as unto the Lord. I'm nearly finished. It, it says here, Jesus calls us to obey. A.W. Tozer used to write about the waning authority of the lordship of Jesus in the church. That Jesus has, for so many Christians, become just a beloved symbol or, you know, of the faith. And actually, what's happening in reality, boots on the ground, is that many people are just living their life and sort of putting the stamp of Jesus on it and hoping for the best. Whereas actually, this is what Jesus calls us to here in this great commission uh, is, is to know his lordship over our lives. Um, teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Uh, and then the final thing I'm going to share today, which is such an encouragement, and I hope this whole, the whole, this whole thing has been an encouragement. Uh, I want to encourage us to be dissatisfied <laughs> with, um, with being ankle deep. I really want to encourage us, remember the height that God wants to take you to. Remember who you are in Christ. Remember, don't forget the vision and the purpose and the passion in the heart of God. Don't forget 
that God has more for us than we're currently experiencing. Don't forget that there is an outpouring of the Spirit that we want to pray for. Don't forget, church. Let's remember God is, wants to do more than what we have currently seen. And I pray I will get to see it. I pray that I will one day get to see an outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, that will bring so many people to know Jesus. Uh, I want this, not just this church, I want every church in Loughton full of people who are full of God uh, and to spill out onto the streets and into the schools and into the parks and into the neighborhoods that people in our community will come to know Jesus and that the church will become just far too small for all that God is wanting to do uh, by his Holy Spirit. We serve an awesome God. We serve the God of the resurrection. We serve the God who came up with the gospel. You know, this is a... Just decide. What, I mean, seriously, what is the debate about? Uh, we should just be all in for God. And I'm, I'm here today to say, I know I need that. And I think we all do today. Perhaps we've been a bit blunted and we need to recover some sharp edge of the kingdom in our lives. The last thing, sorry, I said was God is with us. Jesus said, surely I am with you always. Praise God. I mean, this would be way out of our league if he wasn't. <laughs> if Jesus only turned up when, you know, we were, I don't know, uh, you know, but praise God, he's, he's with us always. We never have to worry that he's, he's absent. God is present. God is Emmanuel, God with us. He's ne- you're not forgotten of him. You are not excluded from him. He is with you. Surely I'm with you always, Jesus said. Uh, God is with those who are with him. <laughs> and he wants us to be knowing today that as we go out from this place, if we have love, if we can allow his love to fill our hearts and we can step out as he calls us to, he will meet us there. He will be present in those places that we get to share Jesus. And I believe God is, wants to show us that he's with us more than we can ever know. God will, God, for some of us here, God will be with you in persecution for your faith. For some of us here, God will be with you when you lay your hands on a sick person, not sure what's going to happen. God will be with you. And, and, and the, the, the healing power of Jesus will flow through you. For some of us today, uh, you know, we're quaking in our boots about these things. But, you know, God will give you the words to say to your friend. God will give you what you need for your colleague. God will strengthen you when you feel afraid. We all feel afraid. I feel afraid uh, when I share my faith. But God is with us. And John Wesley on his deathbed said, best of all, God is with us. And let's be encouraged in that knowledge that Jesus is with us. Uh, and maybe, you know, I would long to see, we want, you know, don't we want to see people coming to faith, signs and wonders and miracles. We want to see the sick healed, the lost found, the lonely set in families, the kingdom of God coming here on earth. We want all the people who don't yet know Jesus to discover how much God loves them 
and to come into repentance and faith. We want this, the moral climate of our nation to change 180 degrees. We want God to work. The Bible says in in the book of Psalms, it's time for you, O Lord, to work, for they have made void your law. And I believe this is what God wants to do among us. And so, you know, let's just say, I'm in. And the last thing is if anybody this morning, and and Martin alluded to it, if anyone this morning is not yet a follower of Jesus and you're here today, then this morning is your morning. Come to Christ. Come to Christ, just as you are, just as I am. Come. Just come as you are, with questions, with struggles, because those keep going, I'm afraid. (laughs) We keep going, but... Just come to Christ now and pray with me now. If you would like to, if you're saying today I want to become a Christian, then pray with me. Father, I thank you that you love me. I thank you, Jesus, that you are real. I believe you gave your life for me. And now, Lord Jesus, I ask for your mercy. Please forgive me all my sin. Wash me and cleanse me. And today, Lord Jesus, I believe and I trust in you. Please be my Savior and my Lord. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. I give my life to you. Thank you, Jesus, for your love. And now please fill me with your Holy Spirit. I trust you. I follow you. And I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 And uh, if you've prayed that prayer along with me, tell someone. Tell someone next to you. Tell me at the end. And just the last thing, can we all stand, please? Because I'd like to lead us in a prayer as the church of commitment to sharing Jesus. Of commitment to sharing Jesus. And if you today are saying, yes, I need to... I need that spark back. I need to get back on track. I need to uh, be a sharer of Jesus. Then just perhaps you could just lift your hands to heaven with me now. Just lift up your hands to the Lord. Jesus, you see us now. You see us now. And Lord, we say we are weak and you are strong. Lord, we humble ourselves under your mighty hand. And we recognize, Father, that we've got diverted We've got distracted. We've been too busy. We've been too selfish. Lord Jesus, have mercy. And Lord Jesus, please fill us with your awesome love. Baptize us, Lord, afresh in the power of the Holy Spirit. And fill us with the love of Jesus. God, we pray, deliver us from apathy. Deliver us from lukewarmness. And Lord, we pray, send us out to share your gospel, 
your love. Send us, Lord. Help us to love, to tell, to serve, and give us opportunities, Jesus, this week and in future, to make Jesus known. Oh God, may there be many new disciples of Jesus who would come to faith and trust in you. Oh God, use us, Lord. Take our lives today. Take our lives. Take your church. We surrender and we pray, fill us afresh. Oh God, we are not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of those who believe. And we pray for an awakening in my and all of our lives, awakening of love, an awakening of the Holy Spirit, and get us back on track, we pray, Father. For your name's sake, we pray, and for the kingdom of God in Epping Forest. Amen. Amen.